welcome everyone to your Double or Nothing 2023 post-show on Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. A little bit late tonight because the show was long, um, but uh, yeah, very happy to be chatting about AEW All or Nothing with you. I uh, did not see the pre-show, uh, but saw a TikTok that was very depressing about uh, some of the struggles of Jeff Hardy, so hopefully that changes. Uh, but uh, other than that, let's just run through the rest of the show. Um, and once again, if you are looking for a WWE uh, post show from Night of Champions, that is up from earlier today as well. So thank you all for listening and uh, hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, let's begin in the beginning as Orange Cassidy wins the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship at 2225. Um, there was some fun stuff in this. I, I thought the, the big cast story throughout was a lot of fun. Um, there was a couple of Keith Lee moments that were fun. One of the main things, and this is going to be a takeaway I have for a while, is the Lucha Bros are way too good to be just in this type of a match. And I think this was something that you kind of felt throughout the show. Because, by like, aside from the last two matches, um, this was a show that dragged. This was a show that really, really, really dragged. And I think when you see Swerve and you see the, the, the Lucha Bros and you see Keith Lee and some of these guys in the Battle Royal, it feels like if they were sprinkled out throughout the show, maybe it gets a little bit more bearable, I guess. Um, but the, the, the Lucha Bros should not be in this spot. They, they should be higher up the card. Those two are much-watched television every time that you get them. But uh, Orange Cassidy wins. That was a lot of fun with Swerve Strickland um, at the end as he decides to, to come in uh, a little bit late there. But no, this was it, it was... it was fun. Um, it sets up some stuff now with uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White. And FTR looks like that might be the direction that they're going next. But... Um, yeah, uh, the, the Orange Cassidy story continues, and he was great in this. Unsanctioned match. Adam Cole defeats Chris Jericho by referee stoppage at 17 minutes. First of all, if it's an unsanctioned match, referee shouldn't be stopping it. Um, Sabu is the guest enforcer in this. Some of his stuff was fun, but it, it just kind of bummed me out a bit of it. And this match never got going. And this was where the crowd was really dead. There was a long stretch of this show, more, more often than not that this crowd was dead for most of this show. And Adam Cole against Chris Jericho, it just, it wasn't it. Um, and I think this is a few things kind of all coming together. I think one, Jericho might be a little overexposed for what I think he should be at this point. Jericho should be a bit of an attraction. I'm not saying he only comes out and wrestles once or twice a year. And what he is doing at any age is physically impressive. But what he's doing at his age specifically is very impressive. But... I wonder if it's been just a bit too much Chris Jericho that the special has kind of worn off a little bit. Um, and I think, like, you look at the everything we got in the Anarchy in the Arena match later on tonight with an exploding super kick and things like that, this type of a match, like, if there's, if there's not going to be blood, if it's not going to basically be a King of the Death match from 1995... 
it's not going to get a lot of oohs and ahs. You need a little bit more. And I think one of the things you saw throughout this show was a little bit of something we kind of touched on in the pre-show, but now I wish I would have gone a bit harder on it. The stories weren't there to get people invested. And this is something that, like, you, you look at, you compare the two right now. WWE has, like, they're not going to go to the levels of an anarchy in the arena. But, like, you, Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. Um, you, you have a number of other very talented performers. Finn Balor. Like you, we know. We, I'm not going to list off the WWE roster right now. But um, WWE can put on really good matches. But now, they're kind of kicking the shit out of AEW storytelling-wise. The, 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 the main event notwithstanding. Like, the, the story in this one was fine. But it, people, people never really got fully invested in it. Um... And I, I think that was one of the, like, yeah, Adam Cole's probably going to win this, so let's just, let's move on. Like, it just, no one was really into this match, and it kind of took me out. And same thing for the next one. FTR defeats De uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at 20 minutes for the AEW World Tag Team titles. And this was another one where I, I think it's a few things. Like, I don't think people are invested in this story. Um, they're kind of invested to see what Mark Briscoe ends up doing. And so until Mark Briscoe does anything, no one's really going to buy what's happening in this match. And I, another part of it too, again, Jeff Jarrett, I could never. Well, what he has been able to do physically, um, I think he is very, very smart in the wrestling world, but you look at what is kind of expected in AEW athletically, and what he is doing is fine every once in a while, but he's been a regular character on television for a couple of pay-per-view cycles now, and it just kind of ain't it. Um, like, it's... It's fine, and, like, the, the theme song is really cool, and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal is kind of a fun combination if you want to do it on Ring of Honor, but on an AEW pay-per-view, there's a higher standard, and I don't think, like, this match did not meet that, and I don't believe that is the fault of, of FTR. Um, Jeff Jarrett knows all the tricks and stuff like that, but those tricks kind of run out when you're on TV every single week, and you're on these pay-per-views where match-of-the-year quality matches happen basically four or five times a year. And so I think that the kind of like, oh, wow, look, it's Jeff Jarrett has certainly worn off. And I think he needs to also kind of go away a little bit and let Jay Lethal and whatever kind of build back up. Um, AEW TNT Championship defended by Wardlow. He wins in a ladder match at 17-10. This one had a few goofy spots in it. Um, you knew that you were going to get the involvement of Luchasaurus at some point. There's a couple, and I noticed this throughout the show, there was a couple sloppy things where um, Luchasaurus has someone by the neck, probably aren't, um, has someone by the neck, and he keeps looking behind him to see when the chair shot is coming. And look, I've never been hit in the back with a chair. Heard it sucks. Not great. I would want to see when it's happening, but I feel like you kind of just need to trust that it's happening because him just keeping on looking back completely takes you out of everything. And then the Arn spot where he goes to bite Luchasaurus's thumb and you can clearly see the blood, what is supposed to be the blood coming out of, um, out of Arn's mouth. Those sorts of things, if you want to do this, fine, but those sorts of things are really, really hokey, and it's just, it's just kind of blah, um, but this was, like, this is back-to-back -back matches where you get a, a lot, three matches in a row where there's a lot of interference, and a lot of people running in, and, and things like that, and it's just, again, 
it loses its, its it loses its impact. Uh, and there's a pun in there because that's something that Impact was guilty of. Like this felt like a Vince Russo show, quite honestly. Everyone needs a story. Doesn't matter if it's good. Everyone needs a story. And we're going to have a billion run-ins to get a bunch of people on the show. And it just like it was, go you were waiting for it to happen because nothing, like nothing big is going to happen until there's a run-in. And so it takes away from the rest of the match. But Wardlow wins, he should have. And it was, it was fine. He does a swanton off of a, a giant ladder, which was, Really, really cool. Uh, the women's championship defended in three minutes and five seconds. Tony Storm defeats Jamie Hayter. You hate to see it, uh, pun kind of intended, but apparently Jamie Hayter has been really banged up, and I think for her, it's most important to get her back healthy for All In at Wembley Stadium. She, she's from over there, um, and I think a, a rematch with her and Tony Storm for uh, All In is probably the direction that, that you should go, hoping that she is healthy by then. Um, House of Black defeats the acclaimed in the open house rules six man tag for the AEW trios titles. Um, Anthony Bowen's, uh, sorry, Max Caster's rap coming in, uh, talking about Dominic Mysterio and, and Buddy Matthews, uh, or Buddy Murphy, sorry. Um, is it, it's Buddy Matthews, Matthews in this, sorry. But, um, talking about that story was really cool. How are you going to be House of Black with no black people? That was pretty funny. This match... This was one where it felt like, like Stone Cold has said on his podcast before, back when he was doing them regularly, um, you, you want to get heat, but you don't want to die in there. You want to be good at selling, but you don't want to die in there. It felt like Anthony Bowens kind of died in there. Like there was so many just like, oh, he's not getting it this time. Oh, he's not getting it this time. Same thing kind of happened in the FTR match, that there were so many like fake or close calls and oh, it didn't quite happen. Oh, it didn't quite happen. That eventually you're just like, okay, well, it's going to happen eventually, so I'll get excited when it does. And then... It doesn't really, and it's, okay, whatever. Like, it, it felt like the, the heat was built up a bit too long on Bowens. Um, you had a couple of fun stop uh, spots when, when Billy Gunn told um, Brody King, I think it was to fuck off when he got the, the double chops. But House of Black win, the acclaimed got on a pay-per-view. It was fun, but um, at least we didn't have interference, kind of, right? Uh, Jade Carkill defends the TBS Championship in 8 minutes and 50 seconds over Taya Valkyrie. This match was good. Um, I thought that Jade losing it here would make some sense. Would make some sense, sorry. And it did, just not in the way that we thought that it would happen. As Jade beats Taya Valkyrie, and then Chris Statlander returns, and Jade Carkill gets the win. And I mean, like, I'm... The, the whole, oh, she's legitimately an alien story is a bit too much for me to grasp. I get, I like, I grew up with The Undertaker and I just kind of accepted, oh yeah, no, he's dead. Um, so like, I'm being a bit hypocritical here, but I, I have never been the big, like, oh man, Chris Statlander fan, but this felt like a superstar coming back. I, I was fully expecting when it was like, there's no challenges left. I was fully expecting a, a Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks type of a thing. Um, and when Statlander came out, I was like, oh, okay. But the crowd and everything was like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, right. Let's get into this. Let's go. And that's the power that a crowd can have. And so to this point, uh, before Statlander came out, this crowd was on their hands all night and not really doing anything. And like, there's some great performers who are putting on doing everything they can to get them going. But I think the theme of the night is story. And you didn't really have it in a lot of these, or at least a story that people were invested in. So I think that's something for AEW to watch now going forward. Then we get to the double main event. First, it's the four-way match for the AEW World Championship as MJF defeats Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry at 27.50. The, the follow-through at the end with MJF getting the title in the way on the um on the coffin drop on Darby and then hitting the headlock takeover to get him was just 
chef's kiss perfect. This whole match was so well done. These guys showed that they are main event stars. And that this was one of the things we talked about coming in is the best way to make someone feel like a main eventer is put them in the main event. And they put these guys in the main event and they delivered in every single way. I think you could see throughout the card that not having these guys spread out throughout the card kind of hurt a little bit. But now, and it's, it's what we talked about in the preview show this morning, each one of these performers is now better for having been in this match. Their stock has risen for having been in this match, and that's exactly what you want. Um, like some of the, the stuff in this was unbelievable. Where all four of them hit moves from their mentors, um, some of the the, the MJFs, like just all of it. All of it was fantastic. This was an excellent match, um, and to this point was the match of the show until. Anarchy in the arena when the Blackpool Combat Club defeats the Elite at 27 minutes. Admittedly, it was a bit chaotic to start. Um, I feel like we shouldn't have a camera cut away from someone getting dumped into barbed wire with broken glass and thumbtacks. Like, that's just... That feels like a spot that should be impactful enough that we shouldn't be cutting away. And so I think there could have been a bit better pacing of some of these things instead of just like, ba 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 And I get they were kind of going for like an old ECW-style music video with Wild Thing playing for a long time before the band members got super kicked in the face. By the way, a little too close for, to, to Blackface for my liking, but neither here nor there. Um... Th this was crazy. This match was absolutely insane. And it would kind of... Well, once... Once we kind of got it back toward the ringside area, it, it really started to shine. Like, the, the, the brawling into the crowd is fun. Sliding Brian Danielson down the railing into the garbage can was hilarious. But you really started to be able to focus on the match once it got into the ring. And that's where the, this match really shined. Um, you get the thumbtacks with, with sticking uh, Matt Jackson's feet into it. That was great. When he came out with the exploding super kick, that was phenomenal. And then... Talking about the story, this was great. The The Elite being together was phenomenal. The moment where Kenny and, and Adam come up and they're just like, we're the only two, we gotta do this. That was excellent and really took the match to another gear. And then um, it looks like Kenny is going to get his revenge on Don Callis when all of a sudden uh, Takeshita comes out and hits a running knee on Kenny Omega leading to the finish. Excellent. Just so good. Ties everything in perfectly. Um, really, really great. Already seeing online rumors of... Um, no, not even rumors. Just like, you know what would be great? If Kota Ibushi came in for um, Blood and Guts. That would be so great. And I wonder now, if you see all of this, and then that's how you pivot into uh, a roster split. You're like, you know what? These guys are going to kill each other. We need to keep them apart, so we're going to do a brand split with Collision, on with Blackpool Combat Club on Collision, and the Elite on Dynamite, or vice versa, or however you want to do it. And that is how you kind of justify a roster split. I could kind of see them going that way. But th this was excellent. Um, it's definitely going to, to continue now. I can't wait for the explanation for Takeshita. I can't wait for the, the rebuttal from the Elite. I am now wondering where MJF goes in the world title picture. Uh, it seems like Adam Cole and Chris Jericho is going to continue. Um, and it seems like FTR is kind of going in the way of uh, the, the Bullet Club gold. So the, the 
that they have now set up for a few pretty good things, but they really need to ramp things up going into next month with Forbidden Door and then going into August with All In. Some excellent action tonight, but some really some really long lulls that you don't necessarily expect from an AEW pay-per-view. So quite honestly, like this might be the, the worst pay-per-view AEW's ever put on and you still get two banger matches at the end of the night. But this was there have been a few times where it's been like, you know what? Like, the build for a lot of these hasn't been great, but I know the matches are going to be excellent. That didn't deliver tonight, and you can only have but so many of those before it becomes a real problem for your brand. But it feels like I'm shitting on it, and if this podcast was done before the final 54 minutes and 50 seconds of wrestling on this show, then this would have been just an absolute teardown job, because I hated this pay-per-view before we got to the main events. And then the main events delivered, and you kind of go home feeling like, you know what, those two matches alone were kind of worth 50 bucks, in in my opinion. So, that is your AEW Double or Nothing post-show. If you have any comments about this, A, you can leave a review. B, you can uh, let me know on Twitter and Instagram at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, or you can email me and the show at CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. Hoping to get back to your regularly scheduled programming next week. Might wait until after the NBA uh, Eastern Conference Final is done before we record a podcast to get ready for the NBA Finals coming up. Um, so that might be it might be one day delayed from our regularly scheduled programming. But either way, it should be a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all later. I'm out.